Welcome to the Junction City Podcast. I'm your host, John Miles, and with me today are... Colby Peterson. Shane Forster. No. Looking at his iPad. (laughs) Dan Martinez. (laughs) And our special guest... David Foley. So, uh, on today's show, cool landscape art, bro. Hill Air Force Base loses $54 million to Trump's wall. We're going to talk about Fight Night in Ogden with Dave Foley and Foley from uh, Foley's MMA. And we'll do our signature segment, Pinkies Up, Thumbs Down, and talk about this week's events. But first, let's talk about what's happening in Ogden. What'd you guys do? So, did you guys see our Instagram feed yesterday? No. It was popping, no. dude. Me and Dan were at the what? game. Dude, we had all kinds oh, of stuff. Oh, you were just posting all kinds of oh, shit? Oh, yeah, all kinds of stuff, dude. Like what? I saw a picture of you with the uh, mascot. Yeah, what's his name, John? I was so impressed you know his name. Do people know his, know his Waldo. name? Waldo. Is it Bobby? It's Waldo. Is it Bobby? <laughs> Don't make me punch you, dude. Oh, he's a wild... It's a bobcat, How though, right? No, his name should be Bobby. Uh, I was disappointed because there were like more Cal Poly folks like congregated together. Yeah. Then there were like dispersed random Weber State people across the parking lot. So Were the Weber people drunker? I don't think More so. Drunk? No. They weren't? No, I think the Cal Poly that's, people that's were drunk. That's disappointing. It, it is Can you drink in the parking lot up there? I think you, you can get away with it. What do you mean? Are you telling me we can't drink there? Oh, wait. It's dry. I was going to go. I was expecting to... <clears throat> yeah, I thought it was like allowed. I, it's a dry campus, so I'm sure uh, that like if somebody mm. cared, they could come over to you and be like, hey, you can't drink beer on campus because so it's too tall. Across the street, we can do it. No, because it's still campus. But there's like a, uh, but an I authority. Don't, but I don't think anybody's going to come by and be like, you got beers? Dump mm. them out. Like it's high school or something, you know. I don't yeah. think that's gonna happen. So, because I guarantee you, all the Cal Poly people they're they're drinking beers over there. So people aren't just out in the open drinking. But yeah, I mean the Cal Poly people were like they, they were just doing it. Like <laughs> I just think that like no one's gonna come over there and do that or say anything to you. Did any of that. you guys go to Metallica there at Weaver State? No, man. I Darn wish I had. <laughs> I know <laughs> we did. <laughs> when was that? It's like ninety seven, ninety eight, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, because it was on the Reload tour, right? Awesome. Was it yeah. at the event center? Yeah. No, it no, was at we Stewart State. Stadium. In the campus? Oh. Or I mean, yeah. in this football oh, stadium? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, didn't, I had no clue. Dude, I was like in the sixth grade when that happened. That's <laughs> sad, <Wow>. dude. <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. Dude, did you ever hear about when Rage Against the Machine came to yeah. Spanish Fork? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've heard about that. <laughs> I, went, we, I went. You were there? Yeah. Because that was like... It was epic for some reason. Didn't they play the fair it? or something? Yeah, because they didn't know they were booking Rage Against the Machine. They accidentally yeah. booked them thinking it was a monster truck show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they tried to back out. Yeah. And then they were like, nah, no. we, we sold like we're playing. a ton of. And so it was in the 90s, like 95. Right. I was still in high school. I actually smuggled a camcorder and I have pretty good footage. Really? Yeah. Uh, Dude, wow. I see that footage. <clears throat> yeah, I've got a whole bunch of little tapes, man, from this. Anyways, uh, but they they literally closed the town down. They moved yeah. all the cars that were at the dealerships out of the because they thought a riot was going to break out. <laughs> what? It, yeah, it was a In weird. Spanish fork, yeah. No, no, no. Here's the thing: is it was a different time, dude. It was the '90s. It was like '95. Yeah. And have you ever seen straight the movie Straight Out of Compton? It's in that exact <laughs> time period, right? Yeah. Oh, Rodney King had just like when right. they let the cops off, the riots were going on. What was it? April 26, nineteen ninety two. There was a riot on the streets. Tell me where were yeah. you? Yeah, you were sitting home watching your TV while I was participating <laughs> in some anarchy. <laughs> right? Dude, you know, I, remember, I was in I was in English class in uh, April twenty sixth, two thousand two. And I told my boy, I was like, dude, it's April 26, 2000. He's like, dude, I know. <laughs> 10 years later, dude. Oh, man. Yeah, you yeah. just picture that no, event planning committee, like, realizing they got a band, so they go oh, look it man. up, and they're like, just listening to that. Oh, boy. Dude, Regis <laughs> Machine Day covered Fuck the Police. Yeah, so many right. people have stories about that night. Yeah. And, you know and, I mean? and like I remember- write a book about it, or, or do like a little one-hour- Dude, you know, documentary. Your on footage it. is the first step. Yeah, there you go, Dave. Yeah, you could be. Hey, part of my that. buddy uh, Jason Rollins got like KO'd in the mosh pit. Really? And so that was like my excuse to like go out to the car and smuggle back in the camcorder. <laughs> nice. And so yeah, it was pretty wild, man. But there was cops in riot gear, and when they when they saying "fuck the police." Back then, the song was more offensive than it is nowadays. Like, <laughs> nowadays, you got cops listening to it, jamming out, N.W.A. But back then, it wasn't like that, man. It was way more kind of offensive, and it was just a different time, man. It was weird. Right. It was scarier. 
Dang. <clears throat> but it was all anticlimactic. Nothing ever happened. Yeah, Everybody right. It's just, just a concert. Went home they after did the get concert. banned from Utah for like life, and then they came back. What? Back. No, it was a big deal. Like it, banned for life. That yeah, didn't happen. Did. No, they fucking did not. Do you have a mic? <laughs> Look it up, Dan. Like, there's politicians that lost their I jobs know. about politicians this. Politicians that yeah. lost their jobs. Rage Against the Machine was never a fucking bad, liar. Dude, <laughs> yeah. it was a big deal. It was a very big deal. What about anyone else? Did you do anything, Dan? Are you using that microphone over there? No, I hung out with Kobe. Kobe, what, what uh, yeah, we did. I hung out with Dan. Uh, so, Dan, are you part of the show? I thought I thought you were in on this. You're not. No, I mean, I, I'm just I'm, I'm I'm like the producer, you know. Okay. Talk to the guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Have you ever listened so we don't to have Joe to talk Rogan? To you. Yeah, uh, yeah. What's yeah. the guy's name no, that looks up stuff? Yeah, nobody knows his know name. Producer, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's Dan. That's, that's Dan right Dan. now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you tell us what Dan did, Colby. You just tell us okay, Dan, yeah. So Dan. I mean, so uh, Dan showed up to the uh, to the tailgate. We cooked some bratwurst, ate it, went uh, up to the uh, to the. We went through the new north entrance, which is super sweet, man. Like it's nice. Dan was like, "Dude, I got to get some some Weber gear." So we went into the new um, team store there in the north entrance. Uh, I'll be honest, selection was not awesome in there. Dan, would you agree with that? Yeah. Like, yeah. Selection was eh. That wasn't like a lot of great Weber gear in there. But Dan got himself a nice shirt. I got some new, some new Weber State sunglasses because my other ones are pretty hit. And then uh, we headed over to the game, and it was, it was a good game. Cal Poly ran the triple option is a dangerous thing, and for a while it looked like maybe Weber was going to be flat footed. But second half they really came on and took care of business. Nice, laid it down, dude. That's another Weber State. Yeah, that's another Wildcat. <laughs> yeah, dude, we taught we taught Dan in all the ways of uh, when you go to a football game at Stewart Stadium. Is that, nice. That was your first game, Dan. <laughs> He's holding up uh, a since, finger. Uh, since graduating uh, college, twenty fourteen. Yeah. So it's Dan's first time since after graduation. Yeah, dude, I went to I went out to Soldier Hollow, like by Heber City. Did, it, were they doing like the sheepdog? Sheepdog. Oh, yeah. I watched sheepdogs compete. Yeah, yeah that crazy. was awesome. They were like, they had to herd them down a hill and then like around a couple posts and then into this little fence enclosure. It was That's cool. We went. Did you guys we, go? You guys we went, went for some us? weird, oh. uh, it was a, what was it? It was a, some, they were doing log tossing. Yeah, the caber tosses. Throwing. Yeah, the oh. strongman stuff. So it was like Scottish It was kind of cool. Kinda. Yeah. 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 I dug it. My daughter held a bullet constrictor. Cool. I was proud. It was a good time. <laughs> I didn't even know what was going on, but it was worth driving out there. So, like, you just, somebody random was just like, hey, drive to Soldier Hollow and go to this thing with me. And you were like, yeah. But we were like, yo, come to the game. And you're like, nah, 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 nah. Hey, if I can bring my kids, I can do you anything. You easily could have brought your children to the game. No way. You they can't have. see the kind of debauchery I'm going to engage in in a parking lot. <laughs> I can't control myself. <laughs> you can't control yourself? No. Can I, can I just roll this back to the Rage Against Machine conversation? Yeah. They were banned from SNL. They were never banned from okay. Utah. Okay. Mm. I guess they, I think <laughs> I think I'm going with maybe like when all the citizens like rioted up and they were all trying to ban them. Maybe I got that mixed up. Right. Twenty fucking years ago. Right. That they time tried they tried to ban the show. Forest. They were at City Dude. Hall and they were trying to cancel the show. Do you guys remember when AC DC came to sit the Salt Palace? <laughs> no. No. Freaking rad though. <laughs> Like three people died, dude. Look that <laughs> shit up. Look that up. Dan, look it up. Dan, look up ACDC death. Three people died. Dan, it might man. only be one dude died, but right. man. at least one guy died. Hey, it might be three. But dude, like, think about that though. Like, you you get to the pearly gates, and you're like, dude, I died at an ACDC concert. All these people are like, yeah, fist bump. Like, that's cool. Yeah, like, yeah. that's the way to go. All right, let's uh, let's move on to the story. I guess. Uh, so, Colby, why don't you take it? Yeah. So um, this week. The Trump administration announced I'm that- I'm telling you, bro. Oh, wait, I'm telling you. Is yeah, that not- something. I mean, how do- yeah, Tell it to us. How many people died? Do you have a microphone? 1991. Three. People died. Three people died in 1991. Dude. Dude, three right. people died, man. How? <laughs> <laughs> hey. Like, I, I like got, in the mosh pit or what? I've got concerts. Like, I don't exactly know. I mean, like I- Like in drug deals come bad. They, they got, got crushed, crushed. Yeah. like against the 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 grates in the yeah. front or something. Yeah, just keep going. I'll give you guys the details. Hey, we went to a Slayer <laughs> concert, me and Sana, in like '95, and there was yeah. like five people got stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, see, dude, Slayer. Those guys. <laughs> I was never a big Slayer guy, and I was like, "Cool, how many times can we make the same record?" All right. 
Yeah. <laughs> Fourteen, fourteen, and nineteen. They were in the front row, and they fell, and people just fourteen-year-olds trampled them. Fourteen-year-olds and a nineteen-year-old. Well, come oh, on, who's sending fourteen-year-olds to ACDC? Come on, dude, you wouldn't go to you wouldn't go to ACDC if you were fourteen years old. I went to Van Halen when I was like thirteen. That's Nobody pretty, was sending those kids. Just went. Yeah, you just went. Back in the day, you just fucking They're 14. left the house. How the fuck do they get there? <laughs> back there, back then, you just There's left no your house. You just Jane? told your parents, like, I'm fucking leaving. Going out. Like, <laughs> I guess you're right. Yeah, you don't, you sure just, you don't you just... want a mic? <laughs> I mean, yeah, dude, lean in on, on Dave's. Yeah, lean in on Dave's. You got something to say. Yeah, you're just like, I'm, I'll be back at midnight, Mom. And Mom went, like, okay. Like, that was the end of it. You grew up in a different well, household than me. I guess then some kids got trampled and parents learned better. Yeah. <laughs> and then that. Parents hate him. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off, all right, man. all right. So back oh, to the story, Colby. Mark, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who's that Dan guy? He swears oh, a she lot. Knows Dan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dan, oh. the guy that swears a lot. Yeah. Oh, right, let's get on to the show. Okay, okay. We're doing the show. We're doing the show. We're doing the show. All right. So last week, uh, the Trump administration announced that they are going to take three point six billion dollars out of the military budget. So this was okayed with the Pentagon, which is under the purview of you know the executive branch. And so they said, yeah, they're going to take $3.6 billion out of the military budget, you know, for construction projects. And they're going to allocate all those funds to building Trump's border wall. So the local impact on this particular story is $54 million in projects. So there are two projects in particular that will not be built at uh, Hill Air Force Base now because of this shift in dollars. And so there's an article in the Standard Examiner, we'll link to it in the show notes, that talks about Senator Lee and Senator Romney's reactions i guess that gets air quotes and uh it's I don't know, these guys are so lame they just say oh they decry the loss of hill air force base funding for the u.s u.s mexico border wall and so in the article they talk about uh the two projects that are going to be hap- that are going to lose um funding are um 26 million dollars that had been earmarked for hill's composite aircraft antenna calibration facility and $28 million that was to go to Hill's Utah Test and Training Range Consolidation Mission Control Center. So two big projects that will now not be funded. But the olive branch that the Trump administration is offering to the senators, I mean, and of course, there are other senators, I'm sure, complaining about this exact thing across the country. The, the Trump administration is saying, oh, well, we'll put it in the budget for next year in 2020, which, once again, my my qualm with that is like, well, this this Congress has the purse strings, right? The House creates the budget and then sends it up to the Senate to be passed, right? Like, that's how it works. So the president can propose a budget, but rarely does that budget ever get implemented. So the Trump administration is telling people, oh, we're going to put this money in back in the budget next year. It's like, you have no control over that. You can't make that promise because you're not the one. All you do is sign the thing when it comes from Congress. So I guess you could veto it if it's not in there. It will be in there, of course. But it's just annoying to me that the Trump administration is making promises to, particularly our two senators, saying, hey, we're going to put this in the budget next year when they have no control over that actually happening. So it's frustrating. What do you guys think? Deborah Wasserman said she wasn't going to put it back in the budget. Debbie Wasserman Schultz, who, uh, if you are a Bernie guy, you are not a fan of her. She is... um, She's... She's saying that, yeah, the Congress will not backfill any projects Trump steals from today. Well, even though, I mean, maybe not backfill, but they're still going to fund them at the same level, I would think, next year. That would be backfilling. No. Backfilling would mean funding them at double the level. To make up for the loss they had this year. Oh, we're getting, we're getting, we're getting how, we're getting some, some, that's what I would, how, how it works. That's what I would think. When you say backfill. When I, when I think of backfill, I think they just give me the money to do the project later. Yeah, but they're not giving them this year's money. Yeah, they're not giving them this year's money. They would just be giving them next year's money. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Whether they're going to fund them for next year Okay, so uh, this shit happens all the time in politics and with politicians, but for him to go on TV for two years and say Mexico's paying for it, we're not going to pay for it. That's right. And now the taxpayers and the military are paying for it. Yeah. Like at what time? I mean- it's got to have a little bit of pause to his follow to his. Uh... No, no, it doesn't. Oh, yeah, so it so, doesn't matter. So I've been, I've been kind of, I, 
so on the on the Young Dems um, Instagram account, I've been kind of on this thing, and also on the Facebook account as well. I've been on this thing where it's like Republicans will go out there and tell you how much they support the troops, you know, and they're not the ones kneeling at halftime or it, you know during the national anthem at these football games because they support the troops and they love the flag. But then they turn around and they do things like this, which actually hurts the troops. Right? We're talking about three point six billion dollars in funding for military bases, not just in the United States but across the world, which will now not get built so Trump can build some landscape art down at the border and steal people's land, by the way, because he's saying, oh, if you can't get, you know, this land, just take it and I'll pardon you later if you break the law. That's this is what he told his aides, allegedly, according to like the Washington Post or the New York Times. Mm -hmm. So I don't understand how Republicans can stand there and say, oh, yeah, we support the troops. It's like, but you're going to be okay with this. And then Senator Lee and Romney are going to turn around and say, no, 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 we weren't okay with it. You know, we had a problem. But you didn't fight against it. Right. You didn't do anything. You didn't put any pressure on the guy who is in the White House in your party. You put zero pressure on him. You just let him do whatever he wants without without consequence. So well, what did you actually do? You don't support the troops. You don't, period. Well, and that so stop thing saying you, it. The thing you just glossed over, like that's almost even more of a big deal that President Trump is basically telling people, if you break the law... If you do it in service of me, it's not going to be breaking the law. Sure. I mean, that's an impeachable offense, right? That is, that is like an, that's like more than an impeachable offense, it seems. That's like uh, treason or, I don't know. Like I don't want to throw that word around. It but it seems like, <laughs> you know, years ago it was. If this not, was not a couple centuries ago, that guy would probably be getting hungers like his head cut off or something. Yeah. But, but so I think that this is a really frustrating situation because. What is going to happen is what I just said. They're going to, Lee and Romney are going to boohoo about it for the next month or two. And then once they finally put out, you know, Congress allocates funds in October or whatever, once that happens and the money is there, if, or if it's not, what's going to happen is Republicans are going to turn around and say, oh, see, Democrats don't support the troops. They're trying to, they're trying to, they aren't going to fund these projects now because Trump stole the money. Like these people aren't American. They hate the troops. It's like, right. No, 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 no. Like you stole the money in the first place. And then Romney and, and, and Lee are just going to, you know, wring their hands like, oh, you know, we said this was a bad thing. It's like, but you didn't do anything. You didn't right. do anything. And so they're going to hide behind, well, I said some stuff, but it didn't actually do anything. And they're going to get away with it. And they, everyone's going to go, yeah, you know, they tried. They just really tried. But that Trump, he's just a, he's just a wild card. And that pisses me off. But we got to vote for him. Yeah, but exactly. And then we're going to turn around and vote for him in, in a year even though he screwed over Hill Air Force Base. And that's $54 million out of our local economy, by the way. So that's Weber County. That's Davis County. That's money that's not going to be spent here now. It's all going to go down to, to the southern border. And you know the way that Trump does business. They're going to they're gonna flout the RFP process with the federal government. He's going to probably pick whoever he wants to build the stupid thing. And, and that's where the money's going to go. Yeah. And then when the, when the Democrats come back around and say, we're not going to backfill this, the way Wasserman Schultz is saying, we're not going to give Trump his due. We're not just going to fix it because he broke it. I think They're Trump blame Democrats. That's what's the building happen. that wall is the only way he's going to win re-election. Well, like, that's it. If he doesn't yeah. have a wall there, he doesn't have anything at all to talk about. Right. No, I think that's fair because he, that's... I, I mean, mean, he tried to take credit for the wall that Obama <clears throat> had okay in 2012. Right. That was getting built. It's getting built right now. And he's trying to take credit for that. You know well, I mean? and, and, and you're noticing that people are getting into the primary against him, right? Joe Walsh, who sucks, but is pro trying to primary Donald Trump. Now today, Mark Sanford from South Carolina, the uh, Appalachian Trail guy, if you remember him, that guy says he's going to primary Trump. I thought even I read though, that states were not allowing it. Exactly. Even though the Republican there's, Party in the states are saying, oh, there's not going to be a primary. Kansas. Kansas has done it. Yeah. So what is the Republican Party doing? Uh, and so you're right. He's gonna he's gonna try and build this wall to point to this thing and say oh, I made that. See, I built that. That's like the one thing that I got. Yeah. So that you know because, kept all my campaign promises. Exactly. Reelect me. And and he's gonna say, oh yeah, the tax cut was so good for you Americans. Like no, it's not. You're paying interest on on the money they gave you. You're paying interest to China on the money they gave you. Yeah. And so yeah. so it's all about the wall and and it's screwing us over here in Weber County. And you watch Weber County is gonna go what 60, 60, 40? We'll Trump. See. Don't be surprised when it happens. Pisses me off. We're going to get 45. Do you guys remember, you guys remember Dan Quell? Are you guys old enough? Sure. Yeah. Was like, Dan Quell like, old enough? Like he, we decided he couldn't be president because he 
Couldn't spell potato. Couldn't spell potato. We should. Yeah. We should have. Show them to go back to those days. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It wasn't even that long ago. All right. Let's uh, let's change gears and go local now. Let's talk to Mr. Dave Foley. Fight night in Ogden with Mr. Dave Foley of Foley's MMA. Yes. How are you, sir? I'm good. You know, I just (laughs) since since. I can't talk about much politics, but I wanted to show you this invention that I made. <laughs> I call right. it a mitt mitt. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is really if cool. If you know anything about uh, Ogden or, or Utah boxing, you might know that Mitt Romney actually fought Evander Holyfield yeah, here. He did a few years Grand back. America, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really? it, was, it was pretty crazy. Like how many years back? Three years ago? A couple ago? years ago, yeah. man. Like a couple? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a couple years. So... uh so I made these focus mitts with pictures of Mitt Romney on them, and I call them Mitt Mitts. And those are yeah. like the things that you hold up yeah. so that people will punch them. Right. <laughs> right. They get destroyed pretty quick, quickly, when they're punching Mitt in the face. Is that? Is that yeah, do you yeah. got to replace yeah, the picture on there? Well, it depends on who's hitting them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, I bet. What are, they, what are they bringing to the table? So, uh, you so, know what? That's the way I feel like. Depends what day it is. <laughs> Some days I'm like, Mitt is amazing. Like, I love that guy. And the next day, I'm like, he just disappoints me. So, uh, so I can say that I never feel that way. <laughs> like, ever. <laughs> like, Mitt pisses me off all the time. Um, Constant disappointment. Tell us about your, your <clears throat> business and kind of what uh, fills your day to day right now. Let's start there. Uh, I run a, uh, it's called Foley's Mixed Martial Arts Training Center. It's at the old, uh, Spaghetti Factory building on 31st Street, just below Washington Boulevard. And we, we run mainly amateur boxing programs, kind of what we specialize in. I've got a bunch of young amateur boxers training at the gym. Uh, and then I run fitness classes for adults. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, I've got a whole bunch of middle-aged men and women that just come and train for fun. The business side Fitness is a big business, you know, so that's oh, yeah. where I can uh, have, you know, su- some success in the business. And then uh, I run a mixed martial arts program for kids also. Uh-huh. So we do Brazilian jiu-jitsu and judo and, and Thai boxing style kicks. And then uh, I've got a whole bunch of young amateur boxers training at the gym. Hmm. Well, and that was actually what I wanted to talk about because every, like, maybe once a year, I look at your website and I think about signing up for that, like, Sunday morning conditioning, yeah. like beginner class you've got. So is that is that geared toward getting people, like say I did that for a while to get into shape, then I might start transitioning into yeah, more like absolutely. fighting. So the, what the thing is, man, is boxing. There's, It's funny because it makes sense that they came out with Tybo and all these different cardio kickboxing classes because something about boxing, it's really about movement, you know? And so if you... It, it, it's a really good full body workout, just doing it. It oh, just like dance would be. Right. You know what I'm saying? And uh and so as a coach, it's funny because the best fighters are gonna just use the fundamental stuff. Uh as a coach, it seems like a young, hungry fighter always wants to go learn something new, go learn something new, go learn something new. Something that is some secret weapon or some sacred technique or something. But it's like fighting seems to be the only sport where they're doing that. If you're playing football, you don't want to learn a whole bunch of new plays. Right. You, that you, got, you got to focus on the plays that the team works on. Same thing with if you're a musician. You want to learn a song and you're going to do a gig, you focus on that song till you get it down. So as a coach, you know, I have a lot of kids come in and, and – uh once they learn the fundamentals, the basics, and they start sparring and say they have 10 or 20 fights, uh, then they kind of tend to sometimes slack off on the fundamentals. They don't want to jump rope as much or they don't want, they just want to spar. Mm. They don't want to do the class repeatedly. They don't want to just stand there and have me have them throw a straight right and freeze and hold it there and me analyze, you know what I'm saying? They they right. almost feel like they're past that, but none of us are past that. Uh-huh. And so my classes are very structured like uh, uh, some of my middle-aged men and women that train in my gym 
have stuff down better than my fighters huh. as a coach because they do the class day after day and so they're constantly doing the stuff and they've gotten really good at footwork uh but the technique you know and mm. and and the way that i run my classes uh it's like a cardio kickboxing class in the sense that we listen to music and we try to keep the drills going so your heart rate's up and we don't you know there's not a lot of standing around it's it's busy work but it's not like cardio kickboxing at all in the sense that it's not watered down Mm -hmm. you know i've done some cardio kickboxing classes and i love them because i i know all the moves that they're doing and stuff but it's there's no real instruction on technique it's actually it's got it's really not designed around fighting and so my class is not watered down it's all fighting stuff right okay so it's like so you're gonna actually maybe look at how i'm throwing a punch even in just like your yeah like a basic class right off the bat what we'll do is we'll do five one minute rounds of jump rope with (laughs) 10 10 push-ups after every round Uh uh-huh my wife talks about the jump rope a lot she like went and bought a nice (laughs) jump rope for that and like the whole bit because that's the warm-up yeah and jumping rope is a great workout and if you watch floyd mayweather mike tyson muhammad ali those guys jump rope they can all jump rope like you know, you wouldn't believe. Yeah. Do you do and that just little back and forth on yeah. your feet thing? And the reason is, is you want to stand the balls of your feet, stand your toes, and, and and the power comes from the ground up. So jumping rope gets you really explosive. You're just bouncing, bouncing. Uh. And so, it you know, it's kind of cool. CrossFit has picked it up because it's an easy workout that you can get with a simple tool, a jump rope, mm-hmm. you know? And so, but, uh, I, I'm always a little competitive against the CrossFit gyms because I feel like that the boxing gyms should have like the double under records, <laughs> not the CrossFit gyms. Right. So is it mostly <clears throat> uh, youth that you're coaching right now, doing the, the fight coaching? Uh, most of my fighters are younger. I have a, well, let's see here. Uh, on the next weekend, September 14th, I've got five guys fighting out in Roy at Sean Powers' gym. And uh, one of them's name's Jensen Miller. He's nine. One oh. of them's name's Marcus Archibald. He's 15. Uh, I've got Carson Matthews. He's 15. Jay Wright. He's one of my open class adults. Never he's lose a, a fight, Jay Wright. Yeah, he's graduated uh, from uh, uh, Boise State. He was playing football up there. And he came to the gym and said he wanted to start boxing. And he's really, he's one of my guys. We took him out to Reno at the beginning of the year to the Western Qualifier. And uh, what that is, is the USA Boxing is really trying to step up their game because the 2020 Olympics coming up in Japan. And so this year they opened up four tournaments. Anybody who has over 15 fights and you're open class and a U.S. citizen, you can enter. And if you finish in the top two, you automatically qualify for Olympic trials. Really? Yeah. So we went out to uh, Reno, and there was over 900 people entered in this tournament. Wow. 58 dudes in Jay Wright's division. Jeez. Yeah, it was wild. The number one ranked guy was some dude named Harley uh, Maderos from New York, New York, and his amateur record was 140 and 8. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. So so that was a really intense experience. I took another young kid out there uh, named Celtic Wright. He's nine. Uh who else do I got? And then uh, October uh, October 19th, we're having fights at my gym in Ogden. Mm. And a- anybody who likes amateur boxing should definitely come check out the fights at my gym because it's kind of an old warehouse. Oh, it's, yeah. It's an old, it's just got a really unique feel to it. And uh, we pack that place. Uh-huh. You know, we'll have probably 15 to 20 fights. Yeah, I've I've been to fights down there. I love it. You just got yeah. that ring stuck in there. Yeah. Uh, tell me uh, again about the one September fourteenth. Where's it at? Yeah, it's at Sean. It's at Powers Gym in Roy. Okay. And anyone can go to either of those, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it yeah, gonna be a cover to get in on any of the, either of those fights? Yeah, I think it's like five, five bucks, six bucks. Uh, nah, man, it's like twelve bucks for an adult and 12. six bucks for a kid. Okay. Um. So. So let's jump back though. So uh, go back to, you used to be a fighter, right? Right. So yeah, let's talk about that a little. Was that back when you opened the gym? Or, no, or no, no, probably no, before man. All I that started even. fighting in, when I was like 14, I started doing Kung Fu. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> my buddy busted me in the mouth and and uh it split my lip wide open and it kind of ended the fight and I really didn't know how to fight. So I was like, man, I'm going to start training. I lived in Ogden and and I was just sick of getting messed with. And so I started training with this guy named Kim Garcia and this was in 94. And so the very first UFC was in 94 and we watched it and we were like, holy crap, we started doing jujitsu and stuff, but it, we didn't really know what we were doing. And I, and back then, it was funny. There was no social media, you know, and, and there was still this almost like mythical. Oh, yeah, because when I was yeah. a kid, it was like yeah. UFC is banned. You can't watch it on TV or whatever. I don't remember what it was. Yeah. Like, you used to go to movie bus. Yeah, right. Movie like, bus. Yeah, 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 and like, it was like <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, so there was this whole mythology to it back then, like you say. So I started doing Kung Fu. I did a lot of karate tournaments and stuff, and then I wanted to do some full contact stuff. There wasn't nothing available. So when I was like 15, I started boxing at Marshall White Center. And I'd been doing Kung Fu for like almost two years. I went to Marshall White Center, got my my head boxed in <laughs> by a couple people. Man, I was like, dang, I need to start boxing. So I started boxing, and uh, and in 99, I, I trained with you know, any anything I could do, I did. I trained Hap Kwon Do with this woman named Mrs. O out in Roy area. I did that for years. I did all these tournaments and some boxing. But then in 99, I started training with a guy named Rich Layton doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And I was training with him for like six months. And we had this little club. Uh, it was at a gymnastics place on Harrison Boulevard. And the guy by the name of Rob Hanley walked in. And we, my wife and myself and some friends, we were all going to go to this fight at the Golden Spike Coliseum that night called the Extreme Challenge. Well, when Rob Hanley walked in, he was looking for a replacement fighter. And it was, he was looking for a replacement fighter around my size. There was one other guy there named Jason Jones, a buddy of mine. And me and him ended up, I think I know him. We flipped a coin to see who'd take the fight. Because we both wanted to, but we were both scared, you know? And then I ended up winning the coin toss. So next thing you know, man, I got to fight in like six hours. And back then in 99, no one around in Ogden had it, really MMA fights. There was a very few people around that, that did. Uh, and so the main event was a guy named Dan the Beast Severin. He was the main event. Yeah. What? Really? Yeah. Are you serious? Wait, are you yeah. fucking kidding Dude, me? Dude, I'm dead serious. Yeah. <laughs> And then there, you know that guy? Yeah, Dan the B Seven man. He was in the first UFC. He's he's like a legend. I don't know. I don't know. Dan the B Seven. Ken Shamrock. Yeah, it is, man. It is. I'm glad you don't have a mic. And then there was a guy. There was a a tournament. So it was like eight man tournament. They had to fight numerous times. The guy that won the tournament was named Sean Shirk. The Muscle Shark, and nobody <laughs> knew who he was. This was yeah, yeah, at the Golden Spike. Yep, hmm. huh? And so, uh, so, anyways, I ended up winning my fight in like a minute. So you just kind of randomly get 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 up there, though. I was just one match preliminary undercard yeah. fight, and it was an MMA fight. It yeah. wasn't a boxing match. It was MMA, an MMA fight. MMA, uh -huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I ended up choking this dude out in a minute, and it was. Phew. Were guys still? I mean. Like the amateur guys still hadn't spent that much time in the jujitsu gym or what? No, nah, like man. They just, they just it was a not a. Yeah, uh, it, it was not like it is now. Yeah, where it's like this is the core. Like this is the basics. I mean, a lot of people nowadays grew up. You know, I mean, there's a lot of twenty year olds who have been doing every part of MMA from a young age. Well, back then it was like some guys might have boxing, some guys might have wrestling, some guys might right. have jujitsu. But now everyone's really well-rounded. Yeah. I mean, I have little kids, dude, that have 20 amateur boxing matches under their belt, and they've been doing jujitsu for years. Wow. I mean, they're in whatever, in a few years when they're older, I mean, they, it's going to be the next generation of fighters, you know? It's going to be pretty wild. So from there, do you start, I mean, you, I, you start fighting more? There used to be like oh, kind yeah. of a circuit. I, yeah, well, so then I just took every fight I could, man. I had a, I had a twelve MMA fights, uh, forty five amateur boxing matches, uh, a whole bunch of kickboxing matches. I went to numerous 
competitions and I, I went to national championships, kickboxing, kickboxed up in Canada, boxed up in Canada, fought all around the country. Doing, and are most of them just in people's gyms? No, no. They're usually at some type of event venue. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I went down tournament. to Florida and fought Hurricane Charlie. We're at a hotel down there. We got stuck down there during Hurricane Charlie. Huh. I mean, the fights, they usually have them. Amateur boxing is sometimes at a at a, a local gym. There's a lot of gyms at, like my gym is uh-huh. big enough to have it there. But usually at the fights, uh, like when I fought up in Canada, they were at a bigger venue. Mm. The biggest crowd I ever fought in front of was uh, in uh, Idaho at the Quest Arena. And I fought in front so of 5,000 right? people. This is the one that's downtown? Yeah. Yeah, so that's where they had the uh, Big Sky Tournament in basketball. Yeah. So it used to be Quest, then it was Century, now it's Century Link. Yeah. Uh-huh. But that's right. I mean, yeah. it's right a great venue, Boise. man. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so after you got done fighting, or at the end of your career, are you still fighting? No, no. So, well, so how did you transition from fighter well, to. Well, first, hang on. Before we ask that question, I want to ask, so I want to ask about accolades. Dave, because uh, my wife spends a fair amount of time down training with Dave, and she told me that Dave is a two-time Gold Glove. I'm a five-time state champ, okay, Golden Glove state champ, and two-time regional champ. So I went to the nationals twice in the Golden Gloves. Wow! And then I w- I finished second at the national IKF kickboxing tournament twice. Both times I should have finished first <laughs> and <laughs> lost in the final. Man. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, so MMA, I fought in the very first Ultimate Combat experience ever. Wow. Frank Shamrock fought on it, and he uh, he fought, I think it was like a fixed fight because he fought this dude named Crazy Bob Cook, who he like trained with. It was all, it was all kinds of weird. <laughs> and, and back in those days, man, we didn't, like I didn't get any, uh, I wasn't licensed to fight in 99 when I fought in six hours notice. I didn't get any blood work done. I didn't have any, you know, I think I even got paid for that fight. And then I went on to do more amateur fights after that. It was just a different, you couldn't look up and you know, they were considered different sports. Okay. You know, where now they kind of track it. It's important. You know, you don't want somebody who's been, you know, competing, in MMA or kickboxing for years, going in and all of a sudden taking amateur fights against beginners, you know? Right. So, but yeah, so then are you still the gym boy? I was just going to ask about the nickname. So, Oh, Disco Dave, Disco man? That's because I've been dancing around fools for <laughs> years. <in the> <laughs> yeah. Is that, do you have to, you have like a fighter name? Yeah. yeah Is Disco that what it, Dave. That's what it was? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I like that. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny, man. Um, so, so are you still? Go ahead. Well, I, you know, to be honest, I was uh, undefeated in MMA, and then when I lost my first fight, I tore my ACL. Uh. and uh, and that was the first time I had ever been injured. It was weird, and so that kind of, you know, yeah, you brought me know down do. off my freaking invincible. <laughs> you know, it's made me stop feeling invisible. Anyways, uh, once I had. So I fought in Colorado. I fought, I had a few next level f- opportunities and I came up short. And after a couple of them, I started making other plans. Mm. You know, I was like, I'm going to open up a gym. And, uh, you know, I had, I don't know, I had a goal that if I wasn't on the path to making a career fighting, that I was going to try to open up a gym at a younger age, you know, like 30 or something. Right, right. Which I did. I opened it up when I was 30 and I, I still competed up until about, I think my last fight was it in what? 2015, the end of 2015, I took a Muay Thai fight, (laughs) full contact Muay Thai. It was a, against a tough dude around here from around here named Robbie Wyatt, who runs, who was, he coached at his own gym. We were the main event. And I I was kind of whooping his ass, and then I literally got KO'd with one elbow. Oh, really? Yeah, it was it was weird because usually you're you're ready. I before that fight, man. I mean, I was ready to leave hurt. 
you know, I was ready to come out of that fight limping for the next two weeks from uh-huh. getting kicked, this and that. And basically it was one round. And I just remember, I remember seeing him look a little shook. Uh, I got the jump on him from the start, man. Uh-huh. And, I, and then uh, I remember he kneed me a couple times and I remember thinking, no, that wasn't that bad. And then I, I was just kind of feeling him out and I kneed him a couple times and I heard him grunt. And I was like, man, this, I don't know if I got lackadaisical or what. When it <laughs> happened, the night it happened, because I didn't really know what happened. You know what I'm saying? All of a sudden, I was down on the ground looking up. Uh-huh. And I kind of figured out. <laughs> like, I didn't, I didn't get up in time of the count. Uh-huh. I did stand up. And I looked at the ref. I said, hey, you know, is the fight over? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, oh. Uh-huh. And I knew. <laughs> and so... But, but afterwards the doctors talked to me and I was like, man, I feel like I could fight again. Like I felt, I felt fresh, you know, uh, but, but yeah, after that I went home, you know, it's just, it sucks, man. Yeah, but age and it's not a, just age is wear and tear, you know, oh, yeah. my first fight was when I was 19, you know, I'm 42 now, Oh yeah. you know, and so. So you were fighting before they had classes, right? Like weight classes and shit. Oh, I fought some dudes that were yeah, 20, what, 30 pounds bigger than me. Crazy. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. It's funny. I fought I fought this guy named George in an unsanctioned bare knuckle fight at our gym, the Ogden Fighting Alliance. This guy took the fight on like a five hour, few hours notice. And he outweighed me. But the reason I bring him up is because he walked into my gym and it's been 20 years. And when he walked in the gym, I looked at him. I go, I go, George. And he looks at me. His eyes get all big. He couldn't believe that it was me. And I was like, hey, man. Anyways, because I, I don't even, I never met this guy, but I have a video of me fighting him, you know, and I knew his name was George. So he was like, I've been telling my son, man, that I have this bear. Note. I said, I got the video. <laughs> <laughs> I got the video, bro. He showed it to him. <laughs> So it was funny. He 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 was coming to the gym for a while, and I would always embarrass him because I'd be like, you know, he he wasn't in great shape anymore. You know what I'm saying? And he wasn't like necessarily a fighter, you know. But I would always be like, yeah, this guy, me and him fought in an unsanctioned bare knuckle fight, you know. <laughs> so was like there like an underground fight scene? Like when everybody there started was, fighting, man, like, there was like you just throw it together, and not and just yeah. Okay, so I was trying at this place called the Ogden Fighting Alliance. Rich okay. Layton ran the place. Do you know where the Weber building is? The Weber building. Weber building right there on Washington Boulevard. The oh, Daily 24? Rise is in the oh, bottom. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. my buddy Tonus Kruger's building. Huh. And so Weber Center, like where the where the commission chambers are? That place? On the corner like, of like, like on Washington? On Washington? The downtown. It's on 23rd yeah. and Washington Boulevard. 23rd yeah. and Washington. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay, downtown Weber is there. That's yeah, what, that's that, what, yeah, that was the building. And so uh, I had had my one MMA fight. That was called the Extreme Challenge. That was promoted by a dude named Monty Cox. And it is a pretty big show promotion. That guy still promotes big fighters. Mm. And so after that, I wanted more fights. So these guys that I had talked to told me they were doing a fight club up in Mountain Green. Everyone supposedly pulled their trucks around and turned on the lights and you'd fight. <laughs> you'd you'd fight, yeah. And so I had a I had a fight scheduled with these guys at Mount Green, and I'm getting ready to head up there, and they call us up there like weather. It's gonna it's starting to storm up here. We're not gonna be able to do it. So I said, Hey, I got a gym, and I I called my coach Rich, and I was like, Can we do this? And so. They so they say, yeah, okay, we're gonna come down to your gym. So I pretty much I was nineteen or twenty. I called all everyone I know. <laughs> I said, hey, bare knuckle fights. I cut all the karate people I know. Everyone I know, man, these guys show up. They did not show up very deep, man. They they like three people showed up. They're ready to fight, and so I end up talking my friends into fighting. Man, I have <laughs> I have I've got all this stuff on video, man. I've got this hard hits tape. <laughs> that that was going around for a while but du- dudes fighting in geese you know uh people fighting in shoes uh you know it was just not sanctioned you know and so but we had a referee and you know we kind of tried to make it keep it on keep it safe and it's funny because if you know anything about utah mma 
the judges that were there were people like Mike Stidham, who ended up starting the Ultimate Combat Experience, which was like the first televised Utah-based MMA show. He was there as a judge, and he saw it. You know, uh, Lonnie Foster was there as a referee. He was one of the big referees in Utah. Yeah, because that local MMA got big for a while. Like it was on Channel Thirty or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was like it was like every weekend, and down yeah. in Salt Lake, and even here, like it was just yeah all the time. So yeah, now you know, since I opened the gym, it's been incredible what we've done. You know, uh, I mean, like uh, we've I've basically coached two national champions. So I had one kid win in a 12 and 13 year old division, uh, USA boxing national tournament. And then this other kid named Diego Alvarez that I coached for like his first 50 fights, he ended up moving, going to a new coach and, but he ended up winning the golden glove tournament as an adult in here in Utah. He's the first kid to do that from Utah in like 25 years. Really? Yeah. So do you go out and, and like look for people or is that a process at all? No, 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 not a process. Every once in a while, I had this barber shop in my gym, and he, the guy was like the barber for all the Weber State football players. <laughs> and every time, man, some huge dude would come in, and I'd be like, I'd go greet him. i say, hey, you here to box? Be, no, I'm looking for the barber. Like, oh. <laughs> Let me show you. Let me show you. And I'm like, yeah. you sure you're not here to box? <laughs> you come know? on, man. But, uh, yeah, now, uh, you know, I – uh I don't even advertise my gym that much, you know, in that many different ways, you know. Uh, it's just kind of word of mouth? Yeah. Like, it seems like people know your place if you want to, yeah. you know, it's a place to go fight. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, it, I'm telling you, man, it is an interesting dynamic at the gym. I have a, a buddy named Rob Eastman that runs Eastman Fitness. He used to be a boxing coach, and what he said was, when I say he runs Eastman Fitness, he's a rehabilitation, like, like he, like a he, physical therapy kind of guy. No, like no, drug never. rehab. Oh, okay, drug okay. rehab. Yeah, so like this is a way to kind yeah. of help folks get and, off. And, and what he said was he noticed m- most like ninety percent of the people coming to the gym weren't coming there just to box. They were coming there for some other type of escape, mm. some type of you know, and, yeah. which I can totally relate to. It's crazy how the I have from this woman who's like the primary teacher's president to some, I got this other guy that's training at my gym right now. He's got an iron cross tattooed on his eye, his head. You know I mean? When he first came in, I was like, I didn't know if I wanted to even train him, but he's very respectful, very nice. And then I got this black dude, Jay, that, you know, I trained Jay, right? I said, Hey, how do you feel about this dude with the iron cross? You know? And he says, Oh, I'm okay with it, man. He he was uh, courteous to me. He looked at me and he 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 spoke to me, you know. And so, <laughs> so my point is, man, people from all these walks of life come to the gym, and it, I mean, it really is a safe place, man. You feel comfortable and you feel, you know, it takes your mind off of uh, everything else going on in life sometimes. So, nice. pretty good, pretty good, pretty what, good program. So, like, what? Uh, I've been in there before, and like I, I mean, you've got speed bags. Seems like you've got something in the corner. I don't even know what it is. You've got, but like, what kind of what kind of equipment have you got down there that people are? We've got on? some really nice speed bags, double end bags, heavy bags. We've got an octagon, a ring, thousand square feet of wrestling mats. We've got a little weight room. Nice. It's cool gym, man. It is a cool gym. I like it down there a lot. So anybody can just like come right in. Yeah. Yeah, you have beginner. Uh, when are when are your beginner classes? Uh, you can get the schedule online, yeah. but I have classes in the morning, Monday through Friday at nine a.m. and Monday through uh, Thursday at seven p.m. And what about uh? Those if, are your classes. For those are my adult classes. There, there's classes Saturday morning and Sunday morning for adults also, and then there's afternoon classes for kids and teenagers. Hmm. Kind of like an after school thing. Shame yeah. You want, you want to go to the Dude, kids thing? We'll I know JCP people who go. It'll be JCP, me and Shane. It's the way to do I, it. I, I, I came One day I'm going to yeah. show up. Oh, no, 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 me and John. Me and John. Look, we there, should look, go. There's no way Dan's going. Dude. Dan, it, yeah. I will go if Dan Does goes, Maddie which ever means we're get not you going. Stuff? No. 
What do you mean? Like, like when she wants to mess around and yeah. like, like throw hands? Yeah. I mean, sometimes because Maddie has really good technique. So my wife, you know, like I said, spends a lot of time hanging out with Dave and uh, Dave trains her a lot. And so Maddie's grandfather was a boxer. Um, she loves it. My wife loves to work out. And so this is like one of her favorite ways. Yeah. And uh, yeah, sometimes, you know, Maddie's got technique for sure. Like for she sure. knows, she knows what she's doing. Dude, I came down and watched, I don't know, six months or a year ago, Vanessa was fighting. Yes. And then there was like a couple of like younger teenage boys. Those fights were awesome. Like I loved that. That was a good time that night. So if people want to get into that, kind of get into just watching the, the local stuff, how do they find out about those things? You could go to USA Boxing at usaboxing.org and look up the local shows that are sanctioned. Are they pretty good about putting them up there? Yeah, they are. Uh, like, for example, there's there's this show coming up on the 14th. Then there's a f- fights in Park City on the 28th. Then there's another show. I don't even know where it's going to be on the, the 12th of October. I just know there's a show because they that was the date I wanted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they already had a show planned. So I got bumped to the 19th. And then there's a show the 26th. So, oh, I see. So, so just about every weekend. So there is fights, yeah, every weekend, couple fights a month, amateur well, boxing. So, yeah, okay, okay, nice. So w- one more time, Dave, can you talk about the the two that you know of that are happening in Weber County? There's one coming up on the 14th here in Weber County, that one is in yeah. Roy? Yeah, next Saturday it's a matinee show, so it should start at 3 p.m. 3 p.m. in Roy? And it's, in, it's at Powers Promotions. Powers Promotions. Uh, yeah. Where is that in Roy? Is it Do like- you know where the Harmons and the McDonald's? Yeah, so it's that- in that, that gym behind exactly, McDonald's? Exactly, yeah. Okay, yeah, I grew up in Roy. Cause, that old Because Roy's a great place, you know, guys? Oh, yeah, yeah, they have like a boxing ring back there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so a real cool, cool gym, man. Yeah, so that one's happening on next weekend, so from 3 p.m. in Roy. And then you have one coming up at your gym. Yeah, in October. So I think be, this is like the, the 11th sh- consecutive year we've had a show in October. Nice. Awesome. Pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, October 19th, we're having them at our gym. Okay. Awesome. That'll be it. So that's a Saturday night? Yep. Okay, it's Saturday night. Uh, what time will that fight start? 7. 7, 7 p.m. p.m. Yep. Foley's MMA. So that is 30... 31st? 31st. It's the one way coming into town. Yep. On the one way road, 30, it's the, the address is 375 31st Street. 3075, uh, 375 31st Street. Correct. It's just nice. And you've got a Facebook page, right? Yeah. Every day. I'm going to come. Do you ever see me, my Canelo out there? Yeah. You know what? It always gets me is your Anderson Silva guy out front. I'm always like, yo, is that what? Oh, no. It's not Anderson Silva. Yeah. It's a cardboard guy. Yeah, yeah. And then what's the website, Dave, to check the schedule for the classes that you have? Foley'sMMA.com. Dot com, yeah. And by the way, there's a great taco place across the street. Just, oh, yeah. Just saying. It's a great place. Well, Dave, thanks for All right. thanks for coming with chatting with us about... Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah thanks a man. Really appreciate it. Love hearing the stories. Let's move on to Pinky's Up, Thumbs Down. Let's... Uh, who wants to start? I get, Mine's sad. I feel like maybe I don't want to start. Yeah. Uh, I, I got one. So uh, I've been, I was thinking about joining the Navy for the past like couple months, and um, I had to go down and get my Social Security card, and uh, I was down there. <laughs> Wait, we did just let that pass. What? You think about what? joining the Navy? <laughs> like, yeah, what? I was. <laughs> yeah, I was. <laughs> oh, we've had like meetings and like planning, like years out where we're taking the show. Yeah, well, I'm not doing it. So. I never heard any of that <laughs> shit. Well, so because I'm... because I didn't know how serious I was about it, but I'm not doing it. So. Oh, but I had good. to go down to Social Security, and I had to get a new Social Security card. And so I'm down there, and like, you go into the federal building, and like, you got to wait in line, and then you finally get through security, and then you go upstairs to the second floor, and you're waiting in the Social Security office, and like, dude, it is packed. Like, people are standing, waiting. And so I'm, I'm in there waiting for like two hours, just about. And there's this guy. <laughs> so thumbs down to this guy who is standing in the Social Security office waiting to get his benefits. This guy just talking to anybody, talking to whoever, and especially people he thinks they're like military. He's talking to him. He's like, were you in the service? Yeah, I was in the service. And like, he's just going on. And so like, he's, and this guy is like saying stuff that is just like completely the opposite of what I believe politically. Right. I'm just like, is this guy being for real right now? And he's just like talking out loud in this quiet office, which is not very big. And one of the things that made me laugh, and this is why this dude gets a thumbs down, 
is this guy's, you know, he's talking to this other dude. They're talking about blah, blah, blah. He's complaining about Republicans. He's complaining about Democrats. As he stands in the Social Security office waiting to get his benefit from the federal government, he's like, well, you know, I'm not a Republican or a Democrat. I'm a Jeffersonian libertarian. Like, you're a libertarian? Get out of this office, bro. (laughs) Because if you had your way, this office wouldn't exist. Right. So what are you doing down here, bro? Like, no, man. Thumbs down to that. Thumbs down to people who, if they had their way, wouldn't have government benefits, but would gladly take the government benefits because other people fought for a competing vision. Thumbs down to that. Yeah. Anybody else? Dave, you got a pinkies uh, up, thumbs down. Uh, pinkies up kind of is just like a thumbs up, really. But it's a pinky. But it's a pinky. <laughs> you guys, anything else? <clears throat> I'm good for today. You guys got nothing? No, mine's a, all right. Yeah, I've got, got a wait, sad wait, one. John, yeah. had a sad one. Hold on, hold on. Uh, oh, okay. Here we, Here we go. Did you guys know that we were going to have peace talks with the Taliban at yeah, Camp at David? Yeah, at Camp David, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like what? How the fuck what? do they get invited to Camp David? You know, like, by the president. <laughs> well, <laughs> the best part about that is then then later, of course, there's always a tweet, right? There's always a tweet. Somebody goes and digs up a tweet from like 2012 from Trump, and he's like, Obama, you know, wants to negotiate with the Taliban and pull troops out of Afghanistan. This guy's terrible, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, and that's exactly what Trump's doing right now. It's like, man, this guy is like class A hypocrite. And you know, he just wanted to make friends with them. Like he was going to hang out and yeah, like see if they're really they nice be people. His dictator so I was talking to him. And I think they have a lot going on. Like, yeah, yeah. They have a lot. You know, always chummy. Great, a lot of good chummy. I think their people are just you know they're yeah. great leaders and they're you know their people are great. I think they have, can have a great yeah. society and you know. You're right. Jeez. Anyway, I guess that's my thumbs down to Trump. Thumbs down, dude. Fair enough. Well, mine is a uh, very good man died. His name is Nick Velas. I'm bringing him up oh, here because he was a House District 8 oh. candidate. You know Nick Velas? He's well, a good dude. Was he? He what? he used to run a, a Greek restaurant Oh, in I know Nick Velas. Yeah. Nick Velas died, He man. died like oh, two man, days ago. I'm so sorry to hear this. Yeah. yeah I, love, I know Nick and Diane, yeah. his wife, yeah. Diane Velas. Yeah, and, and they've got a daughter who's yeah, a... Yeah, a couple kids, a couple daughters. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah, so they're a good and family, I big around really town. Well. A lot of people know them. They're just, wow. they're just, they're just uh, fantastic people. So Nick died, and I just got to say that he's a good dude, and and I'm gonna miss him. Sad, yeah, yep. terrible. Comes down to that. Yeah, it's too bad. All right, uh, let's talk about events. You, you want me to talk about the events, or uh... no, I can do it if you want. All right, let's have you do it. So we got three upcoming events this week. Um, this episode will be out on Tuesday. So tonight, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, uh, Ogden City in the Ogden City Council Chambers, which is in the the main um, it, uh, admin building there on 25th, right between 25th and 26th Street in Washington, uh, there's going to be a house uh, house fact finding discussion. Um, so they've been doing some research on housing in Ogden. They're going to be talking about it. You can expect Angel Castillo to be there. You know, like we talked about uh, we, when we chatted with Angel, housing is one of the big planks in her campaign for Ogden City Mayor. She'll be there, I'm certain. That will be from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Tuesday, September 10th in the Ogden City Council Chambers. And we will link the event in the show notes. Uh, then on Friday, September 13th. So we got a Friday the 13th this week, folks. So Ooh. get your spooky on. Yeah. Yeah. Get ready. Uh, is that why it's coming out this week? I, I already no. saw it, dude. It's good. Is it? It too? It already came out? Yeah, I went and watched yeah, it on Saturday. Out. It was really good. Uh, so Friday, September 13th, this will be the third Ogden mayoral debate. So this is going to be at Marquardt Park. That's 3240 Taylor. So this is just Angel and the mayor. This will be just Angel and Mike Caldwell. This is gonna be, that's going to yeah. be good it's, shit. It's going to be really good. I agree. It's it good. better it's be good. good. Angel, if you're listening... Let's make some fireworks. <laughs> I'm sure she'll bring it. Uh, that will be at 6.30 p.m. Um, on Friday night, September 13th. And I'm certain that they will do some sort of a live stream if you can't make it for some reason. Um, and if if they need help, um, I'm sure the JCP... JCP live stream! Yeah, we would be happy to help out. And then finally, on Saturday, September 14th... Yeah, we, that's true. Dan, Dan <laughs> know, and Shane man, did it thanks. last time. And uh, they did a great job. They got a lot of kudos from folks. And then finally, the last one, Saturday, September 14th, uh, like John mentioned, I think a couple weeks ago, Dems, uh, they're doing uh, Democrats for Coffee down at Bickering Sisters. It's 2467 or 2487 Grant Avenue. Sorry. That's right across the street from the federal building that I was just talking about. Uh, they, they go down there from 930 to 1030. There's a, little, there's a nice little patio right there, especially now it's cooling off a little bit. Uh, it's a nice time and a bunch of Democrats just get together and chat for about an hour and just have some coffee and talk local politics. So... 
good opportunity there. And we will post all of that in the show notes if you would like links to Facebook events. Yeah. All right. Hey, because I feel bad we didn't mention it last week, there's not another Weber County Forward Town Hall coming up, uh, is there? I don't actually know that. All right. It doesn't matter anyways. Uh, if there is, watch <laughs> watch our social media. <laughs> Sorry, Oscar. Sorry. Kingmaker. <laughs> He's a part of that, that crew. Uh, yeah. If there is, we will uh, make sure to promote it on social media. Yeah. We'll get we it will. out there. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't mean it, Oscar. All right. Yeah, you did. So if you want to get uh, get in touch with us on Facebook, we're on Twitter, on Instagram, Junction City Podcast. Uh, Colby puts the show notes at junctioncitypodcast.com. And uh, I guess uh, you don't really have to worry about rating us, but if you would just tell your friends that there's this Weber County-focused podcast, that would really help them out a lot. Yeah. Makes a big and difference. If you don't want to rate us five stars... Somebody didn't rate us five stars. Oh, man. Oh, boy. I was on the fucking hunt for them. <laughs> <laughs> they gave us four stars, I mean, and yeah, Shane was four. just pissed It was. Uh-huh. It was. It we're like at a 4.9 now. I'm, Ooh, you know I what? can't find them. I don't know how to track them. I, there's some owl side I was looking at. We are everywhere, actually. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. We are all over the internet. An owl but I'm going to fucking find her. I know it's a female. So. That sounds really bad. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like really bad. Yeah, well, it is. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Uh, Good. Watch out that lady. And like we say every week. Yeah, all politics is local.